not working. What was that noise? I see something outside. Don't go out there! Prepare yourselves for a dark and twisted tale. Wanna play a game? How long can you survive? Wow. This was one of the most upsetting movies I have ever seen, and I'm going to be very upset about giving it the review we're about to give it today. You know I'm kind of on your side with that. Yeah. Months ago, when the trailer for Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City dropped, we were so excited. We had just watched Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. We were reviewing that movie. We were talking about Resident Evil 8 that just came out around the same time as well. And God, this movie. Hi, and welcome back to Tales of Grimm, everyone. Um, <laughs> clearly, if you clicked on this episode, you guys know that we're going to be talking about Welcome to Raccoon City. Tori and I are very big Resident Evil fans. I We walked into the theater, and the first thing I said was, this movie's going to go one of two ways. We're either going to super love it or super hate it. Sadly, I super hate it. <laughs> why? It oh, was why? It was one of the first Resident Evil movies, not animated, that didn't include Alice. It was going to be its whole own thing, and basically took place between Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2. Which I think was one of the biggest mistakes they could have done in terms of storytelling. The movie was like, what, an hour 30, hour 40 at most? And they crammed so much stuff into this movie that the storyline Literally itself made no sense. Literally two video games worth of content. Which, the video games are pretty big, I want to say. Each of them, I want to say the gameplay is like... 30, 40 minute, minutes minimum? Something like that? Well, technically... Like, what was that counter thing that you... That they had? The counter thing? Yeah, the one that's like, oh, if you beat the game in, like, X amount of minutes, which is, like, the lowest amount of minutes oh. you could possibly do. Yeah, like, in each Resident Evil game, technically you could beat all of them within, like, four or five hours. I thought it was less than that for some No, reason. it's like you skipping every single cutscene. You basically have all the best weapons unlocked. Well, you even worse. super quickly. Even worse. A minimum of four hours each game. And they thought that they could cram two games into one. Into one movie. I, I don't know who had this idea, but it was horrible. I, oh... God, I need a drink. Well, we already poured ourselves one. <laughs> yeah, I know. One of the pluses I will say about the movie is Robbie Amell. I feel like Robbie Amell played a fantastic Chris much better than Wentworth Miller, in my opinion. At least, like, you know, Robbie Amell looked the part of a young Chris. And I was for that. You know, very... Yes, he's on the alpha team for the police, but, like... You know, he's still very inexperienced to, like, what is to come for him. Jill, I was okay with. Leon was a goddamn train wreck. Okay. The thing that I will say about Leon is he's a good actor. 
honestly, I've seen him act before, and even Jogia, Jogia, I can't remember how to say his last name, but he's a good actor. But the way they had him portray Leon was absolute shit. Like, I am sorry. He was the furthest thing from Leon. And we... (sighs) (laughs) Leon is supposed to be, if you don't know the games already, he's supposed to be this badass kind of fighter that's recruited later on into basically this, like, special unit CIA type of thing that literally helps rescue the president in one game. Right. But the thing is, you have to remember that they are doing day one Leon. Which, given that, yes, he is a rookie, but he still should know how to do things. Like, he picked up a shotgun at one point, and he's like, oh, how do you shoot this? Um, I think it's jammed. You're a police officer. A rookie. I give you. But a police officer nonetheless. And you don't know what a freaking shotgun is. You don't know how to use it. You don't know any of this stuff. Like, I... Oh, there was one point in the movie where he's letting this one guy out, which you as a viewer know that Claire knows because he's met up with Claire before. And he's you know, getting attacked by this zombie and Claire comes in, rescues him. As they're leaving, he hears the zombie get back up and he has this almost badass moment of like turning around and basically shooting the guy a few times. So he wastes a couple bullets, but whatever. Still kind of like a badass type of moment. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be the true Leon now. Like, He somehow had, like, a facade of a, oh, I don't know what I'm doing type of rookie after whatever history he had. But, no. They still kept him as a complete imbecile. Like, I... Right. Mm. And my whole thing is, with Leon, even in Resident Evil 2, like, the game takes place with him on his first day. First day as a cop, zombie outbreak. And I get that. He's not super experienced. But even in the game, Leon is still not only kind of snarky, but he's very calm and collective. And that's why, like, a lot of people love Leon. Because he's so intelligent and, like, forward-thinking, he makes a great character. And he was just portrayed as the uh, the one dumb cop that sits in front of the desk and shot his one of his training partners and somehow is still a police officer. There was literally one point where he's sitting at the front desk, literally with the police doors wide open, which I don't get why a police station would have the doors wide open, but In case an old lady came in and needed help with her purse. Well, yeah, but why would they have the doors open? Like, the old lady could have, like... I know, that was Donald Logan's line. That was a stupid moment. Anyway, so he's sitting at the desk, at the front desk, Doors wide open so he can obviously see everything that's happening outside. And he is listening to music, kind of dozing off almost. And you see this truck, which, you know, carried Claire in, like, earlier in the movie. 
Um, the guy is already infected, whatever, by his dog. And he tips the truck over. This is like a gas truck. So it explodes. And there's this huge fire. And somehow Leon doesn't hear, see, or feel the heat of the dang fire. Those 90 CD players were super loud. Like, oh my god, though. I... They turned a badass character into a complete imbecile. Like a stupid rookie cop. And I'm like, that's not who Leon is. Yeah, his whole thing was, I'm a rookie. I don't have that lot of experience. I now have to be thrust into this position to be responsible, to be competent. And he was one of the few survivors of Raccoon City, which... Again, I would have loved if they just did Resident Evil 1. Like, that moment when they stepped foot into the mansion, I was like, oh, things are going to get good now. And, like, they did the mansion perfect. It looked identical to when they first go into it in the first game. It looked great. And then same thing with when you see the zombie for the first time, and it turns its head over, and, like, Leon, or not Leon, uh, Chris starts fighting it. Great. That was a shot. Out of the video game. It was amazing. Same with Chris's outfit. Out well, of the video game. Even the police station. Like, if you yes. look at it side by side, they had so many similarities, which I am so grateful for. There's the piano scene, all of that stuff. Oh, yeah, where they're playing the Moonlight Sonata, and then, like, it opens up the hidden passive. They had every little small thing and set design from the video game put into this movie, and I appreciate that. It looked great. It's just the character dynamics and the storyline were so, so flawed. Like, Chris and Claire's dynamic was just the most far out there thing. Like, every time Chris and Claire are in a game or it's about one of them, typically it's them trying to find the other person, minus Resident Evil 1, where it's Chris being like, oh my god, zombies. Summed up. Like, every other game... Ugh. Like, okay, and that was the other thing. They brought in the Ashford twins from Code Veronica. So Yeah, who were they? Because I remember leaning over to you and you're just like, oh, the Ashford twins. Like, it's a cool link to the, to the yeah. games, but it kind of went over my head. I'm like, who the hell are they? Right. So the two founders of Umbrella were Spencer, Oswald, Oswald Spencer, and, um, oh my god, something Ashford. I'm blanking on his first name. But anyway, so those are the two founders of Umbrella. And they're both extremely insane, mind you. Ashford had these two twin children that were also, like, megalomaniac, insane scientists that were, like, creating variations of the T-virus and stuff. And they had this whole side storyline game called um, Resident Evil Code Veronica where you were playing as Chris and Claire as they were kind of going up against the Ashford twins. Anyway, it was a whole thing... But, like, they just randomly throw them into the game, which is, like, you know, a cool nod, but, like, they made kind of a bigger deal out of this little cameo than what needed to be. And then they also... They're... Oh, my God. Sorry, we're all over the place with this episode, but we're, we're basically in rant mode because we just came home from the movie and we're just, like, podcast on right now. <laughs> trying to get out all of our annoyances. Anyways. Literally annoyances. They had such a talented group of actors. Tom Hopper is Wesker. I was very excited to see his Wesker. I was like, okay, they don't have his sunglasses. That's fine. Until that little end credit scene, which was stupid, but we'll get into that in a little bit. 
his first introduction, I leaned over to Tori and I was like, he's not Wesker. Because the first scene is Leon passed, passed out in a restaurant with all the other cops. Yeah, and, small little diner. Yeah, and he's basically setting a little ketchup bottle on top of Leon and, like, daring Jill to try and shoot it off him with the little Nerf gun thing. And I was like, okay, no, that is not something Wesker would do. Wesker yeah, is, Yeah, Wesker like, wasn't a joker or anything like that. No! He was, he was very serious. He was basically a Nazi. <laughs> Pretty much. He was just, like, the most, like, everyone get your shit together and we have a mission to do, but really, I'm going to betray you all. And even then, in the movie, his betrayal made zero sense. Yeah, I... It was like, a, oh, I was contacted by this unknown person months ago, and they wanted me to steal something. And then also, there's this whole little love triangle with Jill, Wesker, and Chris, and I'm like, what? Where did that I come from? I don't think there was a love triangle. I think that you're reading more into that one helicopter scene than you really should. Well, no, because even the, the diner waitress was just like, oh, no, she only has things for the big guy, hinting at Wesker. And that's why she kept going. No, yes, I and then that, she was... Yes, and that moment when they split up and her and Wesker go off, Chris has that, oh, sad look. I thought the diner waitress was referencing Chris for some reason. No, so you would think that because you know the games. <laughs> True. Yeah, if they were trying to portray that, that is stupid. One thing that I do appreciate about the movie, a small little thing that not many people would really realize is when they're walking through the mansion, you see a kind of just a plain tableside lamp and it has three little crystals on it, a red, a green, and a blue. <laughs> Which yeah. are exactly the type of crystals, plus maybe one more, that you would need to collect in the game to, either to fix a puzzle or yeah. sell it or, you know, whatever. And I kind of, like, appreciated that little bit. But there were so many other things that I'm just like, it really does not make sense. Yeah. Like, going from the games to the movie, like... In the games, Leon and Claire are the ones that rescue Sherry. Sherry is not supposed to be with her parents during the whole attack or anything like that. I think she's supposed to be, like, left at home or something like that. And those three are the ones that make it out on the train. And like you stated in the car, the whole thing with the mansion was, like, a year, maybe a little less than a year prior. Like, it's... Jill and Carlos that are the ones in Raccoon City during that whole attack. Well, same with Chris and Claire. It's taking place around the same time. I don't think Chris is... I, or not Chris, sorry. Leon. Leon and Claire. Yeah, so Leon and Claire are in the Raccoon City Police Department trying to do that whole backstory. And then Ada Wong comes in and all of that stuff. And it's supposed to be Jill and Carlos, which, again, I feel like the guy that played Leon would be perfect for Carlos, but whatever. They missed so many opportunities with this movie, and there were good things about it, like little snippets 
or little hints to the games. Like, you said that there was one, like, snake thing, which happens to be, like, a big boss battle. Yeah, so Jill brings... She randomly brings up this line. Oh, would you rather be eaten by a giant snake or a giant shark, which are both enemies that you would face in Resident Evil, depending on the game. Resident Evil 1, you had a giant snake boss that you had to fight. But also to clarify for the game timeline, because I just looked it up, Resident Evil 1 took place in July of 98, and Resident Evil 2 slash 3 takes place in September of 98. One is the mansion? July. No. Wh- Resident Evil 1 is the mansion. Oh, yes. And then 2 and 3, which are... In Raccoon City. Yeah, which are Jill and Carlos and Leon and Claire. Yes. Takes place in September of 98. So a couple months later. Okay. So still, they shouldn't be on the same timeline. Right. Um, and another thing, because it was so condensed, they weren't able to have all of the characters like Rebecca or Barry. Yes. Which were such, like, comic reliefs, and I loved them. Yeah, Rebecca's, like, the little nerdy medic girl, and Barry's, like, the the dad joke guy. (laughs) Like, Barry's great. (laughs) I even made a comment that's, like, during... The movie, I leaned over to Ty and I'm like, oh, I think Rebecca is actually with Billy, who you play as Rebecca and Billy in, I think it's Resident Evil Zero. Yeah, but that came out like Which is like a prequel. I know, but that was kind of just a, oh yeah, maybe she's in this area, but really like she meets up with the whole gang like before the whole mansion incident. Like, yeah, I can't remember if she walks in with them or if she just happens to come in later. She might have come in later, but I don't I remember for sure. she met up with them at some point after she basically parted ways with Billy. Well, okay, but not counting Resident Evil Zero. Like, if we're looking back at the original game, I can't remember if she actually walked in with them through the mansion or if she just appeared in the mansion later on. I have to kind of double check that. Yeah, I don't know, because I do remember a scene where... Ignoring Resident Evil Zero. <laughs> I'm talking about the first game. Because Zero, Zero was made like five or six years after Resident Evil 1. I know, but I feel like they would have tried to put them together in the same type of timeline. Like, oh, she comes in later, so she'll come in later at this point. Like, Maybe, I don't know. I have to double check that. Yeah. But anyways, back to the movie. (laughs) I appreciate the set design. I thought the set design was amazing for this movie. And, you know, it was fun watching them fight the liquor. And then the other weird thing was Lisa Trevor, okay? So she's this little girl that's in the orphanage, which, by the way, the orphanage was a big deal in Resident Evil 2 also, so I appreciate that. But Lisa is this girl that's experimented on, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, she's friends with Claire, and then they made it seem like she was going to be a big deal, but then she just appears at one scene later and saves them from the liquor later on, and then that's kind of it. You know, they ignore the fact about how much she was experimented on in the movie, and, I don't know, they just, like, with the opening scene, they made it seem like she was going to be a bigger deal, and she wasn't. A little bit. I think it was also sweet that she and Claire did have a reunion where Claire literally, like, said her name, like, kind of like a, oh, you're Lisa Trevor, I think it was. Or, like, Lisa or whatever. And then as 
Leon and Claire are going down in the elevator, like, before the doors close, you see Lisa say, like, Claire's name. So that was kind of, like, a sweet moment, like a... While she's wearing the leather faces of her victims that whose face she ripped off and turned into a mask. It doesn't make sense. Okay, let's ignore that part. Uh, but, okay, like, <laughs> like again, costume-wise, looks great from the game. Oh, yeah. But made zero sense in the movie. Stupid. Yeah. Anyways, same with um, Birkin. So, Neil McDowell, I think his name is, um, again, great actor. We just watched him in American Horror Story. He was great. I don't know. He just... Birkin didn't make a whole lot of sense in this movie, honestly. I think the reason that so many characters and so many storylines don't make sense is because there wasn't that much time given to the movie. And because they were literally trying to stuff two full games into one movie. Mm -hmm. Basically, eight hours worth of content into... An hour, an hour and, and a half. Yeah. Like, th- that doesn't make sense. And what doesn't make sense even more is that ending credits scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, especially because they made Wesker not like this overarching bad guy. They made him like a, oh, I just happened to stumble into this type of thing. Yeah, like a, oh, I did this for money and then he accidentally shot Birkin and his wife. And the, I was never gonna shoot the kid. Hell no, Wesker would've shot a kid. (laughs) He literally would've. Yes. He was a sadistic effer. (laughs) Yes, no, Wesker is a terrible human. Well, not human now. Dead human? Technically? Timeline-wise? He's probably not dead. No, technically, he's not dead. Well, Chris killed him. Yes, but his body is mutated to the point of he's still alive. I feel like he's just mutated. Like, yeah, he was shot and he was killed. But there was some part that still remained alive or whatever for the the virus to come over. Both. Okay. Um, For the virus to, like, basically go over him and, like, mutate his genes in order to show that he's, like, alive and still can think for himself and all of that stuff. Whereas, like, all the other zombies have basically mutated after they're killed or they're killed by the virus or whatever. But they're mutated and they cannot think for themselves. Like, I feel like there's something that's like, oh, yeah, like, your genes or, like, some part of you determines what type of zombie you become from this kind game. Of, like, yeah, I guess. I mean, how else would you really... Classify someone becoming a regular zombie to someone becoming a liquor? Well, typically... Yeah. That stuff is based off the G-virus, which, they, again, they just briefly brush over the t-virus and g-virus in this and they combine them both into this game as well which okay fine they're kind of already there to begin with but in anyways uh i i just i can't all the all the character dynamics didn't make sense chris and and claire seemed like they weren't really a big family unit which they're not that they're a big family unit but like you know they care about each other deeply and then yeah they seem more like bickering siblings yeah that's really not how their dynamic is in the games and then 
Jill was, you know, Jill was all right. Wesker was just, like I said, it was the first scene we saw him. And I like Tom Hopper. He's a great actor. I love him as number one. He was great in Game of Thrones. As just that first scene we see him, I was like, nope, not Wesker. And I was very bummed because I was like, oh, he's going to look the part. Give him some sunglasses. It'll be great. He got his sunglasses at the end because he couldn't see, which I think kind of is kind of how it works in the game once he gets the virus. But he always had the sunglasses to begin with. And then they randomly bring in Ada Wong at the end, who's like the the mastermind, when really it should have been goddamn Wesker. Yeah. I mean, from, from the get-go when he was talking to Jill in the mansion about like, oh yeah, this company contacted me and they wanted all the information about Umbrella and blah, 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 and it was just all about money, my mind automatically went to that's not a Ada's company oh. no but it kind of went to the oh yeah like he's probably like working with Ada's company that's how she's probably gonna come in whatever and sadly I was right <laughs> well okay and I was fine with that because Ada even in Resident Evil 2 was part of this like secret organization that she, you know she was a spy but that's the whole thing is Ada would have been all about the doing it for money, not Wesker. That is not a Wesker motivation. Yeah, no, Wesker is all about, I want to say, power. Yeah. Even, it's like even, a main motivation of his. Like Even in the first game, when he releases the Tyrant, that's so he could test it to see if he could kill the Alpha Team in Stars. Like, he was legit trying to kill Jill, Chris, everyone. <laughs> this was not the case in this movie. It made me mad. Yeah. Although, I did love the little reference to uh, to Hunk, which was great. So, I kind of leaned over and I was like, it's Agent Hunk. And you were like, who? <laughs> so, in Resident Evil, in a lot of the... He's appeared randomly in a bunch of games, sometimes as a side character, if you're doing like two-player or something. But Agent Hunk is literally this guy in like this gas mask who's like this special agent that's like an umbrella top operative. You never know what his face looks like. They have different variations, kind of, of, like, people in that same team that he's in, but Hunk is, like, top tier, and it's great. In the Resident Evil with... I want to say it had Leon and... Oh, God, whatever her name is. Um, Helena? Helena. Um, and then it had, like, Jake and Sherry yeah. and Leon and Pierce. Was he the other character that you could play as with Ada? Yes. Okay. Now that you say that he's, like, a side character, now that clicked for some reason. Yeah. Because just... he was such a random character when we played that game that I'm just, like... Where the heck did he come from? Like, who is he? Uh, yeah, no, he appears in a lot of them. <laughs> um, he's a fun, just, like, mystery character, because you never know what his face actually looks like. And then they actually did this one game called um, Operation Raccoon City, where you got to play as all these different versions of the Hunk teams. And um, and I, I don't remember what Hunk stands for. They all have, like, the gas mask, and they have all their own special abilities. But this one was kind of fun, because they made it... The, they gave it kind of like a spin where it's, oh, you can change the outcome of what happens in um, Raccoon City where you could actually kill Leon and stuff. And, you know, it wasn't part of the main game, but it was like a fun little thing. But the game 
sadly wasn't super great or popular. Anyways, yeah, this movie was not that great, and I'm very bummed by it. Yeah, sadly. Birkin looked cool when he turned into the monster. Yeah, I am glad that he had, like, the eyes on his arm and everything. And when I want to say it was Chris when they got on the train and Birkin was trying to destroy it. Um, When Chris was shooting at him, you did see, like, the eyes kind of close, meaning, like, Chris was shooting them, mm-hmm. um, which is what you're supposed to do in the game. And I did appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking bazooka. Oh, my God. They had to add that. For some reason, they had to add the dang bazooka. Well, no. I mean, okay. To, in, <laughs> in their defense, that's how you basically destroy every single boss fight is with the bazooka. Yeah, I know. Resident Evil 1, a helicopter drops down like the four-pronged rocket launcher for you to kill Tyrant. Resident Evil 2, you get a bazooka. Resident Evil 3, all of them. Even in 5, when Wesker's in the volcano melting, Chris and Shiva shoot him with a rocket launcher. Like, that is a (laughs) staple to end every Resident Evil game. Yeah. Or just about every Resident Evil game. Yeah. But again, a badass Leon moment, and then it just turns to shit. And that... Ending shot <laughs> of the five of them coming out of the cave. Oh my god, why? Just... As mm. the, the little writings appearing on the screen, the, oh, mission successful, blah, blah, survivors in Raccoon City, zero. And then you see the five of them walking out of the cave. Mansion destroyed. Lab destroyed. Civilian casualties or civilian survivors, zero. Five of them come out, and you're just like, oh my god, why? Well, that, okay, the other thing that was kind of annoying was the whole, oh, the virus is in the water, but it didn't affect you cops. Because you guys had pills or shots. Yeah, never or- an actual reason. Just so, well, why do you think you're the only ones not getting sick? You must have been given a vitamin or something. Which just kind of makes sense at some point, but Stupid. there's literally no explanation. There's no evidence to back that up and it's literally coming from a guy that you assume it and he literally has that crazy theorist type of look with like the longer type of blonde hair and kind of geeky looking with the glasses and all of that stuff like sports conspiracy theories and all of that shit like yeah it was just I really would have preferred them to just stick to one game. I think it would have been so much better. Like, if they did the storyline of just Bravo Team went missing at the Spencer estate and Alpha Team has to go into the mansion and find them, it would have been so much better. It wouldn't have felt so clustered together. And then if they did a sequel combined two and and three, I would have been okay with that. If they would have just focused on this Resident Evil in the mansion, I would have loved that. You know, bring in all the other characters. I wanted to see Barry. I wanted to see Rebecca. I wanted to see even, like, some of the people, like, the side characters. I can't remember half their names. But there was, like, a big team for the Bravo team and Alpha team. And then see them get slowly killed off one by one. Have, like, the ten cops together, maybe less. And then you got your movie. Yeah, obviously with the team, you have the main ones of Wesker, Jill, Chris, Barry. But you have those six 
five, six characters or so. Throw in some of the other police officers that get, that get killed off in Resident Evil. But don't try and split it because it just doesn't make sense and you don't grow to love these characters unless you already know them. Like, honestly, before Jill and Chris's names were brought up in the beginning, I was fully expecting those two little kids to be some random kids in an orphanage. And yeah. the girl gets killed by... Or experimented the on. The one girl. Like, I fully expected the one... The... Was that Lisa? Yeah. Um, I fully expected her to become, like, a full-on zombie that, like, pulls her into the tent and, like, eats her and kills her. And then the whole orphanage goes on high alert. And then it goes to Chris and Jill. Like, as adults. And, like, that whole thing. Like, I... They could have done this movie so much better if they had possibly listened to fans of the game. Well, and that's the most upsetting thing, is that I remember watching some one of the interviews, and I think it was the director, I'm pretty sure it was the director, but he was like, oh yeah, I played the video games. You know, I wanted to bring in those horror moments. So it was either he didn't get to fully do what he want, and like producers stepped in and were like, no, change this to this to this and this. Or he bullshitted us and he just, like, skimmed the games. I feel like it might have been the producers, honestly. I believe that. If Sony... Because I think Sony did this movie. But if they stepped in a little bit and, uh... Tried to change some things, I believe that also. Yeah. Anyways, do you have any uh, final closing statements for this movie? I'm really sad to say it, but... I wish there wasn't a second one. Like, I hope they don't do a second one because. Oh, we got the as TV much show of coming fan- out soon. Oh, God almighty. Yeah. Hopefully that one's better. Because well, that's we'll see. separated. Oh, God. Yeah. I give this movie a 4 out of 10. And I'm only giving it a 4 out of 10 because the set design was great. Taking my fan, my my nerdiness, my love for the series out of it and just trying to look at the movie as a whole, it was so convoluted, storyline made zero sense, and very few of the characters were actually likable. I give it a 4 out of 10. Yeah, I think I would give it a 5, 5.5, because like you said, the scenes were good, Characters and the acting was good. Yes, I loved it. The actors did phenomenal in it. With what they could. Exactly, with what they could. And trying to take a step back from being a fan, I think it did make some sense, but there were still so many things that were missing, so many plot points that they could have like gone over that they didn't and that makes me upset yeah (laughs) like that's sad they briefly hit on things and then don't actually expand upon it and they were really hoping that everyone that watched this movie was the game fans that played the games yeah Yeah. and that's not enough (laughs) yeah all right everyone well thank you for listening to our angry rant about this movie um I mean, if you're a fan, go see it, but... Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. 
just eh. be prepared. To be very disappointed, especially if you played the game. Yeah, games. try to expect something worse than it actually is. I mean, it had some really good creepy moments. It did. It did. It did. Uh, all right, everyone. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. See ya.